Good morning, everybody. Well, today we're talking about Strip Back Fellowship. <laughs> strip Back Fellowship. It's a little bit of a strange uh, name, isn't it? But it's. Um, but anyway, I, what we're wanting to get to is to the depths of what fellowship really is. That's what we're talking about today. So, um, so let's just pray for a second. Lord, please take our minds and think through them. Please, Lord, just take my mouth and speak through me. And Lord Jesus, please set our hearts aflame with love for you and love for one another. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I remember about um, when I was a little girl and I can remember a man coming and talking at our church about fellowship. And that was his, and, and I don't know why, but all these years it stuck with me, this dear little old man who came and spoke to us on koinonia. And uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> and do you know that name has stuck with me forever? Koinonia, which is fellowship, and uh, which is the Greek word for fellowship, and um, and so this man, I can't remember what he said. I just remember he spoke about koinonia, fellowship, and talking about us being um, in fellowship with one another. That's all I can remember. But I do also remember from those days. We used to talk a lot about fellowship. We used to talk about fellowship teas and all the youth groups were called fellowships and uh, so probably that brings back memories for some of you when we used to talk about fellowship teas, which I mean to say we never had a James at the fellowship tea. <laughs> they seem to mainly um, consist of my memory of, um, of cordial, green cordial, and um, spaghetti sandwiches. <laughs> so, it, so that doesn't really give me a good idea of fellowship. <laughs> and that certainly isn't what fellowship's all about. Although fellowship can happen at those times. And I remember fellowship happening at those times especially. And, and, and at our youth groups which were called fellowships, we certainly had fellowship at those. But let's get to strip back what fellowship actually means. And koinonia is the, if the, um, the dictionary version of that word means that which is common to a group. So, you know, I've always loved going into a hall and, or into a church and seeing that written up above all one in Christ Jesus because that is fellowship, isn't it? We have that common bond that binds us together, that we're all one in Jesus Christ. And Bruce Milne, I'm not too sure who he is, but he's some, some theologian or another, and he talks about fellowship and he says it's participation of God's grace in Christ. Participation of God's grace in Christ. In Christ Jesus. That's what we've all participated in and when we come to know the Lord Jesus as our Saviour and we participate in that beautiful bond that binds us together of God's grace in Christ Jesus that we've all received. Isn't that lovely? And wherever we go in the world, that's what the lovely thing is. I know 
we once went to Germany. We went to see um, that the Passion Play, which is coming up again next year. And we went to uh, see that in Aberamagal. And we went to um, a Lutheran church in Germany that had been bombed during the war and they've left the shell of the church and then they've built inside that shell a beautiful church. And, uh, and, but the bomb stands as a bit like Canterbury Cathedral in, in, in um, England or Coventry Cathedral in England stands as a rem- remembrance of what has happened so that, it, you know, for men, we, uh, mankind, we say that should never happen again. But we went to that Lutheran church and it was all in German. We couldn't understand a word. But despite not being able to understand a word, we felt one with the people there because we're all one in Christ Jesus. Whether we're German, whether we're um, Tim from come from Timbuktu or from the middle of Australia or wherever we come from, we are all one in Jesus Christ and that bond that binds us together and one day we will all worship round the throne together. That's fellowship, isn't it? That is fellowship. And, um, and you know, as a fellowship of believers, we should be, and this is another little um, thing that I read somewhere, which I think is very beautiful, an accepting, forgiving, healing community that loves to bear each other's burdens. Isn't that lovely? I think that's beautiful. So, um, so we'll just go on from there to 1 John 1, three, which says that um, in 1 John 1, three we read, that uh, our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. That we have not just fellowship with one another, but fellowship with the Father, with the Father God, Daddy Father, that Father God who loves to hear us pray and to talk to him, and with his Son, Jesus Christ, and with the Holy Spirit who is here with us in, in this morning. And that's that fellowship together, that binds us together in the Lord Jesus Christ. And also 1 John 1, 5 and 6 and 7, which talks about that when, I'll, I'll read it to you because it's a beautiful reading and it says 1 John, here we are, 1 John 1, 5 and 6. This is my amplified version of the Bible. <laughs> so it says it over and over again, um, but it's good to read. Here we are. So if we say we are part, oh, well, no, I'll go from five. And this is the message of promise which we have heard from him and now are reporting to you. God is light and there is no darkness in him at all. No, not in any way. So if we say we are partakers together and enjoy fellowship with him, when we live and move and are walking about in darkness, we are speaking falsely and do not live and practice the truth. But if we really are living and walking in the light, as he himself is in the light, we have true unbroken fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. So if we really are living and walking in the light, then we do have that true fellowship with one another and with the Lord Jesus Christ who who through his blood, cleanses us from all sin. So let's have a look now at our Bible reading. Oh, wrong way. 
<laughs> Hebrews 10, 19 to 25. Okay, let's look at that reading. So therefore, now it starts off with therefore. Now this is funny because this is the reading that um, Andy had picked out for us to read. It says nothing about fellowship all the way through, but I mean it doesn't use the word fellowship, but it's all about fellowship with God the Father, with His Son Jesus Christ, and with us as one as as together. So it starts off with therefore because from Hebrews chapter one to chapter nine to nineteen. It tells you what God has done for us in the Lord Jesus Christ. And it goes through what the Old Testament said about um, and, and was the forerunner of Jesus Christ, how they had to have sacrifices and, um, and, and how they had the holiest of holies in the temple. So up till now they've told us all about that and now they get to the practical things of living the Christian life. And he says... Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way opened up for us through the curtain, that is, his body, and since we have a great high priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. So there's our reading for today. So let's go on. And before we go on to this part of drawing near to God, we'll just go, we'll just leave it there for a minute and we'll think about those first, or we might go back to our Bible reading. And we're going, we'll think about those first few verses that we read about since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, Now let's think about that for a moment. The wonderful privilege that we have as brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus. Now do you remember in the Old Testament times when they had the tabernacle and they had where people could come and worship but then they had the most holy place where no one could go except the high priest once a year. And when he went in there, I've always thought this is the most amazing thing, he had to have a string around his leg because if he died in there, they weren't allowed in to pick him up and get him out. They had to pull a string to get him out. So that is how holy it was, the most holy place that no one else could go in except the high priest once a year. And what did he go in for? To plead for his people and to atone for the sins of his people for that year. And so there was a veil that that separated the holy from the holiest of holiest place. But here, 
The Lord Jesus says to us, or uh, the, the writer to the Hebrews says to us, Therefore, brothers and sisters, we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus. This is our privilege that as brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, we have the privilege to enter the most holy place in heaven when we talk to the Lord Jesus in prayer. And when we meet together, we have this wonderful privilege. And so often we don't think of it as such a wonderful privilege. But you know, I always think it's wonderful that we can just go to the Lord at any time and we, and as it goes on to say, He is, um, by a new and living way opened up for us through the curtain that is His body. And since we have a great high priest over the house of God, who's our great high priest? The Lord Jesus. And He pleads for us before the throne of His Father. And so we have the confidence to go into that holy place, holiest of holies. How come? Through the blood of Jesus. Remember when the Lord Jesus died, God the Father rent the temple, the the veil of the temple, from the top to the bottom. Was it rent from the bottom? It was rent from the top. And God the Father did that. And it was as if, and I just kept on thinking about this this week as I was, preparing this message again, as I was thinking about how it was seeming like as if God the Father rent the body of his dear son in two so that his blood could flow for you and me. That makes me want to cry. Doesn't it you? Because God the Father loved us so much that he rent his son so that we could be so that we could be freed by the blood of Jesus Christ cleansing us from sin. And now we have the wonderful privilege of entering the holiest of holies in heaven and that is our privilege. And then it goes on to say that we also have the privilege of a great high priest over the house of God. This is as fellowship of believers, this is what we have. We have these wonderful, wonderful privileges given to us by God the Father. And then, you know, it goes on, and I'll go on now to this bit, which says, let us draw near. Now, there's five things that it's asked for us to draw, to, to, um, to let us do. And I, 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 I have to think back to Ian's mum. And Ian's mum loved to, loved to um, speak at meetings. She loved to go and tell about the love, of, the love that she had for the Lord Jesus. And her favourite talk, Ian used to say, was the, the lettuces in, in Hebrews, God's lettuces. And, um, and they're the five, in our passage today, there's five lettuces. And, um, and they're the lettuces of God, you see. So um, the first one that we have today is let us draw near to God. Now, when I think of let us, I think of it's always something that's, that's going to be a pleasure. Remember when you don't ever say, let's go to the dentist. You say, um, you say let's go and play. Or you say, let's have an ice cream. Or um, let's have a pizza. But you don't say. Let's go to the dentist. 
But you do say, when it's something pleasurable, then you say, yes, let's do that together. And so this, to me, is something pleasurable. These are five things that are pleasurable for us as, as in fellowship together we do with our, with our wonderful God. Let us draw near to God in wholehearted commitment. Or as it said in, in, in the Hebrews passage, passage um, well, or in James it says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Isn't that a beautiful promise? If we draw near to God, he'll draw near to us. And that's what he's wanting to do this morning. He's wanting to draw near to us and say, let's in, go as a fellowship in wholehearted commitment to, let's run after him, our God, in wholehearted commitment. Let us draw near to him in wholehearted commitment, which is such a wonderful thing for us to do. That's the first thing as a fellowship we can do. We can draw near to God in wholehearted commitment to him. And how committed are we? You know, let's really think about that. Is this, does um, our love for the Lord Jesus extend beyond these walls and beyond Sunday to the, to the rest of the week? Are we living out our wholehearted commitment to God and wanting to draw near to God every day in prayer, wanting to be near him, wanting to, to share his wonderful promises, wanting to be close to our wonderful God? So that's the first thing with it. We're to come, let us draw near with true hearts in, and, and this is the amplified version, in unqualified assurance and absolute conviction engendered by faith and the leaning of our entire human personality on God in absolute trust and confidence in his power that he can sustain us through the week as we go through the week in our, in our busyness of life. Draw near to God. And then it says, the next, next lettuce is, <laughs> let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess. Let us, uh, the Amplified Version says, let us seize and hold fast and retain without wavering the hope we cherish. It's something we cherish, isn't it? It's not just something we're, we're um, just hope, hoping for in a kind of a hopeful way but not really sure. We're really sure that one day we're going to be with our Lord in heaven. Let's hold on to that, that, that wonderful hope as a sure and steadfast anchor to our souls. And let us um, be unswerving in that. You know, it's so easy for us to go all around the shop. And yes, I know, it, it's, um, the devil will bring um, doubts into our mind, but we've got to hold unswervingly to that hope that's, that's there and make it as an anchor of our soul so that we can say to the devil, go away. We, we believe this and we're going to hang on to it for the rest of our lives because it is the only thing that makes sense really in this world. Let us hold, so that's another thing. As a, as a, as a community of believers, we hold unswervingly to the hope we profess. 
And the next one is, let us consider one another. You know, we're all different. And isn't that the beautiful thing about a fellowship of believers? That we're all different and we all have different things that we can bring to our, to, to, um, share together. And, you know, the worship team have been up here this morning and, and, and it's been beautiful to worship together with their leading. So we do thank the worship team for the way they use their gifts for the Lord Jesus. And um, not just the, and, and sometimes, you know, I guess they get up in the morning and think, oh my goodness, I've got to leave this morning or I've got to worship this morning and I don't feel like it, Lord. You know, there are so many things on my mind and it's tough going. But then they come here and they bless us by what they do. And we're to do that together, bless each other with the things that we can do for one another. Charlie can bless us just by the way he says, I'm come home. And I think that that to us, Charlie, is a lovely blessing because it's here in our church and, and, and it's home. And it's home for each one of us, isn't it? Yeah. So Charlie's got a lot to teach us. So thank you, Charlie. Okay. Yes. And uh, so we all have something we can give to our fellowship. And if you are wondering and thinking, I haven't got anything to give, you go home and ask the Lord to show you what he's got for you to give to our fellowship. We've got Richard, who's he's painting the, the house. That's something he can give and, and, and we're grateful, Richard. So thank you. Yeah, we're grateful for what each one brings to share together. So let us consider one another and be thankful for one another. And, um, and, and also, let us consider one another the weaker ones amongst us, perhaps the ones who are new in their faith. Let us consider them too and be thoughtful of one another. Be thoughtful of each other. So that's, let us consider one another. And, and so let's go on and see what else we've got. Let us not give up meeting together. Here's a, <laughs> here's a good one. You know, at the hospital quite often I meet people all the time who say to me, oh yes, well, um, I have a relationship with God but I don't see the need to go to church. And, um, and it's lovely that they have a relationship with God. But do you know we need each other? And we need to meet together in church. We need to have that fellowship together. So when we say, oh, we have a relationship with God but we can do it perfectly well just at home, we're really missing out. They're missing out. They're missing out on what, what they can bring to, to a fellowship and, and, um, and, and just to learn together. We need each other to learn from each other and to, and to, to hear God's word and to be able to sing the hymns and just to be in each other's company is, is encouraging for each of us. And you know, like a soccer team, um, we have a little grandson in, uh, he's nine and he's in the soccer team. And so our son is what is the soccer coach. And he says, oh, sometimes it's so hard because the little boys don't come along. And so even as a nine-year-old, you're needed for the soccer club. And it's the same with us in church. We're all needed. We're all needed to encourage each other and to help each other. So we need to meet together in God's house. 
Even those times when you feel, oh, I don't feel like going to church today. It's a bit cold, <laughs> as it was this morning. Or there might be, or, uh, you know, it's just important that we're here together. And I'm speaking to the converted because you're here. <laughs> but let's not neglect meeting together. <laughs> And then lastly, but most importantly, is let us encourage one another. You know, it's so important to encourage each other in the things of God and, um, and just to be there for each other. And, you know, I think that our home groups have got so much to be, uh, that we're so thankful for our home groups, aren't we? Because there's a place where we can meet together and be encouraged and um and and just to be able to share with a little group our needs and and our problems that perhaps we can't share all together in, on a Sunday, but just to be able to come together and share. I remember when we first came up here <coughs> um, over thirteen years ago now, we, um our little home group which we've been in ever since was so welcoming, and that meant so much to us. That um, our little home group, a lot of them have been friends from the time when their kids were little, and we came in as newcomers and as old people with our children grown up. But they accepted us, and it's just been so lovely to um, be part of that that group and to be able to encourage each other when times are down and when people are sick and when people have died. And, um, and our parents have died or, or um, yeah, we've had family who are in real need. And just to be able to pray together and to share together and to encourage one another in those times has just been such a blessing to, to Ian and I and I know to the other members of the group too. So we're really grateful, aren't we, for our home groups. And if you don't belong to a home group, Go and see Leone and see what you can do about um, belonging to a home group. But even in our church on a Sunday, we should be encouraging to one another there too and, um, and, and show our love to one another in our church on a Sunday. And uh, so, that's, so that, they're the five lettuces. Let us, let us they're, they're, they're happy things for us to do like buying ice cream. Let us draw near to God. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we confess. We profess. Let us consider one another. Let us not give up meeting together. And let us encourage one another. And as we do that, and as we have the privilege of as a fellowship, entering into the Holy of Holies and talking to our beautiful Lord Jesus, who's the great high priest, then we will have real fellowship one with another and with our God and Father Jesus and Jesus Christ. So let us just pray together now and thank the Lord for what he has given to us as a fellowship. Our loving Heavenly Father, we do thank you for allowing us to enter the Holy of Holies, to enter that Holy of Holies through the precious blood of Jesus Christ. And we do thank you from the bottom of our hearts 
for that precious blood of Jesus Christ that cleanses us from all sin. And we know, Lord, that we are sinners and that day by day we need your saving grace. But help us as a fellowship of believers to realise the privileges that you've given us and to take pleasure in just doing things for one another and in sharing our faith with one another and just in caring for one another. And Lord, increase our love for you and our, and, and our burning desire to be wholeheartedly committed to you day by day and moment by moment. So we thank you for all your love and we thank you that we can share together in this wonderful way of fellowship. In Jesus' precious name, Amen. Thank <clears throat>